Welcome, After Buzzers. You are watching the After Show for American Crime Story, The Versace Story. And tonight, we talk about the childhoods of Johnny Versace, Andrew Cunanan, and the making of a killer. Stay tuned for more. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, uh, Crime Story fans. We are back. My name is Saka Smith. Hey, I am Grooving, and I am Ronnie. Hey, After Buzzers, I'm Russell Ray. Hey, After Buzzers, I am Juliet Vibet. So good to see all of my lovely co-hosts. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, just whipping it. Lovely. Yeah, nice. What a great episode we have. Um, we're going to do some uh, facts versus fiction a little bit later with Juliet. Um, we got Ron, um, we got Russell on the uh, news for later. Yes. And uh, I think you have some very interesting words to say about some other great programs we have on our After Buzz Network. Are we allowed to whip it during the show at any time? At any time. Okay, good. <laughs> Always allowed. No names. Okay. Got it. Uh, what, a, what a special episode because we finally get to see the makings of the killer and the makings of the creator um, in this one. Uh, nice to see more Versace, not as much as I would have liked, but still it was nice to see some of uh, what made Johnny Johnny. Uh, what did you guys think overall about this episode? I want to say that I really did like it and I feel like um, so much conversation goes on uh, out there about like how good this show is or you know what it's lacking or whatever I did like this episode I will say episode 2 has always been a favorite I think you guys have heard me say that I think this episode was also very strong for me um, of course I think we always say we want more Gianni Versace uh, we saw some great stuff as a child but I was pleasantly pleased with the dissection of the life that we got um, full scale from yeah. um, Andrew and his, and his father This episode made me kind of angry. (laughs) Really? Um, Just because of all the things that are brought to light in the episode itself and and with problems going on in today's world as they were going on just back then as well. So I'll address some of that later. But it's definitely interesting to see how his parents kind of shaped his life and what he came to be. Right, I agree. I think it was a really, really strong episode. I enjoyed so much like the little tidbits we got of Gianni Versace. It just giving us the idea of how he became to become who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrew, yeah, was really cool. Yet I do have to disclose, like, you know, he did live a really, really tough childhood. That was really, really tough. But... You know, everyone goes through pain, right? And it's how you deal with it, and it's what you do with that pain. Mm -hmm. So I just don't want us to be too empathetic towards this serial killer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this was a a great moment for us to have sympathy. Um, Funny enough, so this episode, Matt Bomer directed this episode. Oh, right. Um, Yeah, from White Collar. Um, He is the most handsome actor. Yeah. Uh, Like, like, I don't think that's even questionable. I saw him yesterday. No, you did it. Where? Was he at the taco shop? Did you ask him about the show? Uh, He didn't stop by us. Oh, no. It Um, wasn't his fault, so we're not going to throw that out there. It was, he, it was, the carpet was coming to a close, he had to go, he had to get into the... the yeah, as I, as I always say in the, the normal heart, the, the play, but of course on HBO, he plays a really pivotal character. Matt Bomber plays a pivotal character in that series as well. Oh, wow. So, I mean, the synchronization of Matt Bomber being on, a, uh, what is it, uh, not Crime Story, what's that show called? Uh, <laughs> the good one, Horror American Story. Horror, Horror Story. Story. Hey, they're like, both excellent. Yeah, <laughs> the, the synchronization of story. <laughs> yeah, but it was great because Ryan Murphy from that show decided to ask him to do this one, um, and he said one of the things was the challenge of having sympathy. How do you have people have sympathy for a serial killer? Oh, right. do like that picture. Hold on, just from the booth. I think we're looking at photos. DJ I'm not. Jeff. I'm uh, not lying to you guys uh, when I say like <laughs> this is not even questionable. Like Matt, Bob, Ronnie, this is Ronnie's viewpoint. Like. Matt Bomber is the best looking man in, in television. And, and he's multi talented, obviously, um, with yes. this directorial debut. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I think we have a better looking panel. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> well, 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 I, I hate the director we're talking about. I was like, oh, whoa, okay. that's very charming of you. <laughs> uh, but we didn't really see at the outset uh, that I, I love the beautiful moment that Johnny had with his mother. Yes, um, that was so important. Extremely important. Yes, um, I just think it's sometimes parents reflect their own of what they want their children to grow and prosper to be because that's their definition of their child being successful right. or growing and and taking the family to another level in the generations. Yeah. And for the fact that she's seen a talent behind him and that he was very, that was going to be his niche and that she nurtured it and encouraged it was such a good thing, especially because the teacher knocked his confidence right off the bat and called mm-hmm. him perv, which is like yeah. something very derogatory to call anybody. Yeah, You know, you never want to be called perv, let alone a child. That leaves a mark. Right, yeah. exactly. He's so young. That's such a strong, strong word. He's so young. And then I'm, I'm sure, you know, then growing up and finding out about his sexuality must be even tougher mm-hmm. because you you're put down like that at such a young age and you know, your brain kind of connects things that they that you shouldn't be connecting and I'm, I'm sure that yeah. must have scarred him. There was a lot of really great complexities I felt in that beginning um, specifically thinking about the mother and the restrictions of what she wanted to do in her career versus her father saying no you are doing women uh, you know apparel type work you know that was a, an issue with her that struck yeah. me um, and so that, of course, opened up her heart to give the loving aspect to her son. But then it was really cool to watch this uh, opening sequence as far as, like, Gianni Versace was being loved in such a way, but in a discipline and hard work. And because I didn't have this, you are going to get this mm-hmm. way. Versus we look at uh, what's going on with uh, Andrew Cunanan, and he's also being celebrated and also being loved, but it's not in a how do you work hard? It's in a how do you show showcase this? Yeah, um, I, and I, I liked seeing both of those beginning childhood moments. Yeah, and I think you you get um, the importance of having that support structure at home. So you can get the names outside, but if you go home to that super supportive, loving home, mm-hmm. um, it makes things a little bit easier. Um, I, I never got the sense that Andrew quite had that. It felt really unstable, even when there were the best of moments. Right. We get Andrew's father. Um, getting the job, but it seemed that that celebration turned quickly. Right, and you know what? It seemed very, very superficial, right? You have two young kids. The mom, Versace's mom, is giving him a skill, right? And she's nourishing a skill and a passion. Versus Andrew, it's all about lifestyle. He's just, his father's pursuing the fact that he's pushing him to be successful, and his definition of successful is fitting in. So yes, he's reading a lot of great books, but that the intention behind it is not pure at all. Yeah. It's kind of malicious in a way. Giving it a mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Exa- very smart, yeah. It, a mindset versus yeah. a skill. Yeah, and I, I think that entitlement is what I think ends up fracturing Andrew's mind because he's entitled, but yet he doesn't. he's not getting the things he thought he should get because he is, quote-unquote, special. Right. And one of the things I wanted to think about is, like, from the father moving them, you know, from their, you know, honest, humble beginning situation to the nice, big San Diego home. I wanted to know in my head, and I don't know what you guys thought also, how, I mean, I guess, yeah, how was it that Andrew did become his little star? Was it because the other ones were all a difference in age? That That's one thing I noticed. And when you're a difference in age, you are a little more knowledgeable, so you can maybe talk back. So I, I'm wondering, was the reason that the dad was so... Um, Pivotal towards like you know uplifting him because he was able to manipulate him. I mean, was that part of it? I'm thinking it, it comes back to the time where because he did mention this in the episode how the mom was in the hospital for a certain amount of time and it was him that was taking care of Andrew and it was him being the mother and the father. And what happened was Andrew's mom went into postpartum depression immediately after he was born. 
So you may just develop a closer connection because you kind of had to raise this one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but you also got the sense that maybe Andrew was sort of gifted intelligently, like he was just a naturally smart kid. Um, and that, you know, he was the kid that they can give these etiquette books to and he could read and take it all in. Mm-hmm. And so you're going, okay, he's special. If I treat him special, then mm-hmm. he'll be able to reach its full potential. But right. they didn't really give him the message of work. <laughs> it has, has to be a part of that whole yeah. deal. And that was also part of the narrative of the father to begin with. I mean, he was making a really, uh, you know, interesting conversation. And he says something along the lines of, you know, you have to kind of move and shift to your opportunity. But then outwardly he said, I am an opportunist. So, right. like, yeah. that was being left on, on the floor even at a young, impressionable version of Andrew. Right. Yeah. And going back to the skill thing, when his uh, Andrew's saying, well, you know what? I really love to read. Like, I should write books. Versace's mom would have been like, okay, great, let's nourish that. Mm, the yeah. father's like, only if you get a million dollars. Yeah, and, and you saw yeah. that. He said, look, if someone offers you a million, of course, go ahead, write the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. He's not, you're right. He's yeah. not even like supportive. He's yeah. just like, yeah, why not? Write the book. And we even had that. <laughs> well, we no, had, write the book, but like, as long as you're maneuvering and manipulating. Yeah, kind of. And we had that one scene where, uh, that same scene where he says, do you remember the time that you burned your foot and I kissed it and you didn't cry? As if to let him know that sometimes things aren't the way you want them to be, but you suck it up and you move on. Was there more to that, though? I was wondering, like, what did, what did that actually mean? I thought that meant suck it up and move on. Like, you, uh, you burned your foot, I kissed it, you didn't cry, that's what's supposed to happen. No deception in there on the story? I almost thought it was, like, an intimidating factor, as in, like, when I tell you to be quiet, you be quiet and you don't say anything. I thought it was sexual abuse. If you guys are in the chat, hopefully we can. We would love to get some of your takes on this because we it was we had a wide yeah. range. Of, he uh, talks takes. about how he was he kissed him, and the boy the did. He ki- okay, whatever. <laughs> he kissed him passionately. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I forget the word he used, but he goes, "I kissed you," and you weren't saying a word, weren't saying a word, and then he turns the light off, and he's so close to him. Oh no, no, they're wait, sharing a bed. I like, don't. Th- I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, That's I, I think he was trying to say. That, you know, I, I kissed your wound and something really horrible happened that everyone cries about, mm-hmm. but you didn't cry. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> it probably was still in the line of some type of abuse because we do see him abuse his, uh, you know, the, oh, Modesto yeah. abuse the father. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, yeah, it was almost like this little, like, bell, like, okay, when you see wrongdoings, you're going to dismiss them. Yeah, right. or, or you're just... Don't cry about you not getting to do what you want. Right. I think well, I mean, again, like, as a viewer, probably a huge stretch, but it's just that's that's the f- what I kind of saw from seeing it. Yeah. Uh, it kind of explained the whole obsession over it. And But it's, now that we got more Andrew, we got someone saying they didn't really care to see more Andrew. They want more Gianni. Yeah. Did you still feel the same way about this episode, even though we got to see a bit more of the, the childhood and the, the way things shaped them? I wanted to see that dress come to life, man. We I didn't. did, yes. Yeah, right. You want to see his first creation, right? Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that she pieced it back together after the teacher ripped it up, like, what a yeah. beautiful moment. If that really did happen, like, that's that's such a great thing for a parent to do to a child, to rebuild their confidence after someone else knocks you down. Like, right. you know you have that support system to keep driving forward yeah. versus right. going into school. Because school is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not only are you dealing with bullies and you're dealing with kids who see that you're different from them and, you know, many different shapes and forms of life and, you know ethnicities and everything but then you to have the teacher come down on you when a teacher is actually supposed to be a secondary mother yeah yeah i mean culturally were those just the expectations limited in that situation maybe for that time frame probably yeah and uh to to william to to william's point so the episode actually did have another scene with um johnny and his mother when johnny's supposed to be older but um it looks it was just too long an episode they had to cut that scene out right there was um, a lot going man, on i would have loved to, i would have loved to see a little bit more of that because we got to see andrew kind of grow up yeah we didn't really get to see johnny um make that yeah 
Um, and that disappoints me that people are not as excited about the show. Yeah. Um, if there's not a lot of Versace, I don't know what really the answer is. Uh, narratively, though, I thought this was another great show, great episode, like I said. Best yeah. since episode two. Um, I don't know how you work it in with the Versace more. I don't really know. We talked about maybe the funeral would be involved. We would have loved to see that. And just like the transcending uh, high fashion world. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it could have been a piece that was more about Versace that then went to the end of his life. But then it wouldn't be quite American crime story. Mm, you know, you'd mm. be missing that that element of it. Yeah. Um, but we do have several elements we don't like to miss out on with our favorite Maria Menounos. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, you guys all know, of course, After Buzz is created by uh, Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, who has had a really incredible year. And through that incredible year, she's had a lot of like motivation and inspiration that comes along with it. So she's taken it to the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is from her Sirius XM show. It's called Conversations with Maria Menounos. Um, oh, some romantic music <laughs> to let you know that, uh, of course, this is uh, all done sort of for free. This is what they decided to do obviously Sirius has their program and Maria and the team uh, probably Juliet had some influence as well they were like hey let's make sure all the great content airs on Friday so every Friday you could um, check it out online as well uh, on iTunes and last week's episode was with John Taffer John Taffer of course from Bar Rescue and it was a really interesting episode it had to do with um, basically employers hiring somebody you know, but what's really good is I took it as lessons on how to get hired. Uh, nice. Yeah, so if you have your per- <laughs> if you have your perfect job, which my perfect job just got launched the other day, so I'm actually actively trying to get it. So I used Maria Menounos' like conversations uh, show to sort of like say, oh, am I doing that? Am I not doing that? And it was it was pretty helpful. Again, um, Sirius XM is where the show is. Conversations with Maria Menounos, and every Friday we will do a free uh, podcast, so you can check that out. Awesome. iTunes. And yeah. Wait, what's this job? What's this dream job that just got launched? Oh, my dream <laughs> you can't job. Just what what am one of the dream jobs um, Michelle Collins is a very very funny comedian um, and she covers some really good like lines of pop culture she was on The View for a second too Uh, she comes from Miami she's about my same age she got a brand new show it arcs before Jenny McCarthy's show on Sirius XM and they are looking for a producer Uh, and uh, I've worked in radio since 2001 here in Los Angeles to begin with and all these different things and it just kind of matches with where I am and the best part is it's in New York so it'd give me a chance to get back to New York which I've lived in LA for a little bit but I want to go back to New York. But you're going to come back for season three, though, right? I'll always be with you guys. (laughs) Nice. In the corazón. Uh, Yes. Uh, Speaking of the the corazón, um, (laughs) you see uh, the strong bond that Andrew does have with his father. Yes. But I thought what a pivotal, pivotal scene um, when he has to confront his father. Um, There were so many lines, so much juiciness in there about whether or not they want him because he was stealing enough money or not stealing, you know, about the American dream and what Mm -hmm. it means to have that. How did you guys take that in? And that was set up so good, too, because even when we go, let's go back a smidge, like the the scene with the American flag and like what it is to become the American dream and Andrew looking into that in the the silhouette. Did you have an effect on that? It It was was crazy because they just like they have the wind going through the flag and the intense music and then it cuts to American crime story. I thought there was just a a beautiful little montage we had there. About the American dream, but what is the American dream really? Exactly. Yeah. How did you guys think he sold himself with with even getting the job to mm-hmm. begin with at Merrill well, Lynch? Going back to that, yeah. it's it kind of introduced that okay, there's this perfect picture that's gonna come down, right? Because it's so intense and it's so there's this idea of American dream, it's gonna crumble because we're cutting with this intense music and we're cutting to American crime story. So there's gonna be some crime involved. Yeah. I thought that was a really good foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about that that scene towards the end where he 
kind of confronts him about this American dream, and the father tells him, "Well, the American dream really is this. You know, they think you can make nothing." Oh, you want to go all the, to the to the ending yeah, part? Yeah. Okay. I I got I got angry with um with Modesto just for the fact that. He's disrespectful, and he's such a condescending individual to start with, and then to batter his wife, and then he teaches his son how to batter, which is something that isn't really talked about, but it does happen. Like, children do end up battering their parents. Yeah. And for him to confront his dad is very ballsy, especially yeah. in the in the <clears throat> Filipino culture, because a lot of it has to do with respect to your parents or your elderlies, mm-hmm. um, just like in a lot of cultures, but I know that the Philippines are very um, set on that. You always respect your elders, and you go by what's told of you, and you do those kinds of things. So the fact that he went all the way down there and believed in his dad, but then just called him on his lies was... The irony. <laughs> yes, that. and I think it was a turning point for Andrew yeah. to finally realize, like, my whole world has been a lie, and I need to figure this out now because I've been living this lie, and I think that was the point where he was going to decide, was he going to take a step back and be humble or if he was going to push forward and continue as we know like he did and still lived up to all the lies that his family had played out he was certainly confused and we saw different sides of it Mm -hmm. but i think and just i just thought this in the second like because he was such a reader you know and he always educated himself and because he grew up with the father that was the opportunist and the maneuverer um i think his education allowed him to like um, rationalize what moves he was going to make. So he, I felt like 50% of him, I honestly feel 50% of him got affected yeah. and shaken in the real true Hugh emotion and then 50% of him was like how do I calculate the next uh, the next move? Which Andrew? was Yes. Oh, okay. Which was very similar to how he was w- even when he was dating, when he was dating David that was the one time that he had like 50% of non you know just hooking up with guys to make money or to move along his, his goals it was also 50% that he actually liked David. I don't know. That, that, to me, I'm just saying that because I had the same reaction to both instances. Uh, see, I, I didn't get quite sinister Andrew plotting yet. I, I For me, I thought that, that r- the end scene where he's at the drugstore, because that's the first, at least that's the first lie, I think, that we see Andrew tell. Yeah, that he I think that's honestly the fir- told. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the first lie. He's like made a decision, okay, I'm going to lie about this because I'm not happy with the actual truth. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was such a powerful moment of this is the Kunan and we're going to meet later yeah. on. Well, maybe I shouldn't say plotting. Maybe I should yeah. say 50% analyzing. Yeah. You know, whereas weird. like a lot of us, when we get hurt, we get hurt and we feel it and we then, we later try to analyze. Right. He was yeah. very perceptive always on how things were. And yeah. I mean, that was from his father. I think his father's made a couple quotes. It was like, uh, $97 a week is what I got for getting into the U.S. military. But that was so I could become, uh, so I could come to America and then kind of arc, arc. And wasn't that like a beautiful story? I thought that. Yes, whole, it was. Because I'm thinking to myself when I saw that he's in the interview, he's giving his whole bio. How do you now have a son that, you know, takes this life that you've had and turns it into what he did? Mm-hmm. But then you realize maybe the father may have been lying himself about right. <laughs> that entire scenario. Yep. Which he did. I mean, at yeah. the end of the episode, they, he admitted he was like, I stole, I stole, I stole. So, yeah. you know, the fact that he goes into that job interview and is spitting out all those numbers, <clears throat> I have a hard time yeah. believing it. Yeah, yeah now per- I don't believe he honestly got the 12000 to make it to the $80,000 home. And of course, because he laid out in his foundation of how he was going to do things, that perception meant everything. Yeah. Chilling scene to watch, but it definitely is how we do sort of in social media, not us at the table but people and what i mean by that is we show a certain story that's actually not true he did Mm -hmm. not give a care that that phone got hung up on him but he was sure uh, he was like and i just i kind of got a chill only because 
it's gonna sound like I'm all above, but I don't. I, I've actually lost opportunity because I actually try to be very authentic and like don't do the quote unquote perception well, to, to make it work. It just was weird. Well, where's the line? Because I thought that was a brilliant move. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's your first day at the job. The guy hung up on you. Don't want to look like you know. And everyone's already saying you must be great because you beat out 500 applicants. But it's like, where does that where does that slippery slope? Because I think there's a discreet way to put the phone down and then keep it keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, because he yeah. outwardly lied to show, whereas he could have just like if he put the phone down, no one was going to harass him necessarily. I, I, I just would say I didn't disagree with that move, um, but it is a slippery slope because now like he obviously continues to go down this. Lane. I would say what maneuvers are you doing, Shaka? But you have you are in great shape, so you clearly do stick to your Shaka strong brand. So you, he's legit, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always try to be authentic, but at the same time, you know. With Instagram, social media, I do the same thing. You put out pictures that that's your best light. You're not going to see my worst day on the. Oh, thing. I know that's right. Yeah, and so in some <laughs> ways he's almost doing the same thing, but obviously he's outwardly lying. But what where is that line? Like, it's so easy to to cross. Yeah, I mean, the, we talk about hum, humanizing Andrew, um, and and oddly enough, we got a humanized uh, side of, of, of Modesto. Really, yeah. just it was so it was just from everything you know when he when he does argue with Andrew at the end of the episode, saying, you know, this is where I come from. So all those things that you guys have was because what I. What, what what lies I created. So that was really chilling. And I think there was a quote along the lines of like, they will tell you you could come to America with nothing and make yeah. it, and that's a lie. Exactly. Yes. I think just as a parent, you will lie to your child to don't to not crush their dreams. And that's one thing. But to lie to your child to to make them believe that the the world's at your fingertips if you can manipulate things to your right. advantage is another. And it really showed the characteristics of um, Kunan's dad. And I, I, I personally see him as a pathetic individual, to be honest with you. Yeah. To be abusive, Cause, cause to of be no manipulative. Integrity. Exactly. To, to not have integrity and to just... Just be so ugly as a human being. But right. did he? But did he provide for his wife and his three kids for a long time? And you know, yeah, do the he best. Pro- he but could? that's not a justification either. He provided well, a house of lies. Yeah. And deceit. But but is there, is there no redemption or is no. there no not necessarily redemption? But is there no sort of like a well, for effort? <laughs> yeah, almost. Because you you think about someone that come that came from a different country, came here with nothing. Yeah, he's got. We know two of their children. We don't really touch on them, but they were young at some point. Two or three, raise. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he may have been a point where he was desperate, so he had to steal to, you know, do we say the circumstances kind of led to this? or True. And I want to go off that. Uh, I'm not even knowing if I'm agreeing or disagreeing. But <laughs> what I will say is the father makes a good point. You know, he, I mean, he states that, Listen, it was, it was so complex. Like, literally, I felt like I was getting mine, mine effed as well. Because it was just so good. It was so good. But because the dad told Andrew, he goes, you're being like your mother, which is already going to be a red flag because you don't want to be like your mother, the yeah. same woman that you had been tearing down this entire uh, adolescence. So that, if I was Andrew, I'd go crazy. But in that same sentence, he goes, "It's you're like your mother. You're weak. And you guys would have been okay with all of this. If um, the money continued to come, which is like putting the mirror on you saying like, oh, almost like saying you were in on the deception and you were okay with the deception as long as everyone was good with their livelihood. Oh, God, that was just such a pivotal part of the episode. I don't know. I I think it gives you a realization, like a crazy realization, if you're Andrew, that maybe it was true. Or or how many times in life, like, do we have to be 
better judges of a character because we just want to go with the flow of the mm-hmm. of the shiny yeah. object. Even though um, you know you should do some more investigation, but you're like, well, I like what's happening. Which here. is hard yeah. though if it's a parent though. That that's another layer on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's hard to break that reality, right? They are living in a nice house, and there's some shitty things going on. But it's hard to just kind of question that. And I think the mom was really, really scared of the husband, right? Yeah, We've seen some chilling yeah. scenes. Remember how she, he pretends he doesn't have the job, and then she, you know, believes him, and he gets so upset with her for, over that, yeah. right? So I think it's just in that household, especially for the mom, it's best not to not to ask questions. Yeah, I don't want to say what's worse, the physical abuse or the mental abuse, but the mental abuse um, does take me to a certain portion of like uh, one side of my family's, uh, you know, uh, heritage because they're very like that. You know, it's like every sentence does create a trigger that means something. So, right. and sometimes oh, the mental abuse so can be can be worse because yeah. I mean we don't want to say worse because it's but I'm, I'm, it, worse in the sense that it's constant. It's more constant. You know, um, you know, physical abuse is awful, but. And normally physical abuse is coupled with mental abuse. But if you're talking about just right. straight-up mental abuse, it, it can be just constant every day. And the person delivering it doesn't feel that there's any bar to doing so. Right. Yeah, she says, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Popped. The combination of both is terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I think what is to be said is that it really gets into your psyche. Yeah. Because if you have someone that's, that, you know, is supposed to love you and take care of you and is constantly putting you down like that, you start to believe them. Yeah. And she starts to edit, I think, too. Right. Of yeah. course. She does not her exact, very, very smart. Yeah, she's not able to be herself. Yeah. And it was um, funny It was funny because, like, she was damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I didn't get it. So your normal reaction, if he's been acting this way forever, mm-hmm. is, oh, my God, I got to console my husband. I, I have to go do that. And then the fact that he flips it on her saying, oh, you didn't believe in me, but Andrew believed in me. Oh, my God. Just hard to watch. And then it, it, it automatically pitted Andrew against his mom and he said well Andrew believed me and so like obviously Andrew doesn't want to say hey not me too and mom is good with me yeah, but once he put her in the doghouse and Andrew you know on the which pedestal is, which is also another disgusting both of them, thing yeah. Yeah. huge manipulation parents falling out or wherever and right. and diminishing or tearing down someone's character so that the child has to make so a choice hard. yeah um, I've, I've, yeah well not. I think whenever you have parents who are just not a team yeah. no good <laughs> you gotta be a team yeah and and for me my moment where I actually felt a lot of compassion for Andrew was actually when he was with the older guy in the car Mm. Um, oh, before the party. Yeah, yes. so because you start to believe now that maybe it wasn't just about the money. He was just genuinely attracted to older men, and mm. now here he's wanting some relationship, and he gets right. rejected. How do you guys feel about that? Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was funny because <laughs> it showed. <laughs> yeah, it just showed how he, even at that young age, before a lot of things unravel, he's kind of disconnected. That he thinks that that's okay. It shows that he doesn't really care about what people think, which is a good thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was really really strange, and I thought it was really cool that the way that he met Lizzie. Yeah. Because he was so attracted to her, the fact that she's an imposter, and I thought that that showed a lot, right? Yeah, and almost like attract like. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that? I think it just spoke to his not fitting in. And again, if you don't mm-hmm. fit in, you uh, will either fade to the back or you uh, revolt. Or, right. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it was a great scene to see him explode and be confident because, you know, his normal life as a, you know, if he was a straight boy at that age, you know, maybe he could just be him. But he was called upon to right. be that yeah. spectacle. And he was. And he was great at it. Almost as good of a scene as the one from uh, uh, episode two uh, with the Phil Collins song. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonetheless, what I thought about the older man, 
we in our heads, because we've seen so much Andrew and older men manipulation, I do think we always think it's a move. But I kind of believe what you say. Yeah. I kind of believe he was still young enough in his innocence that, yes, an older pur- person represented so much love, but I didn't feel the manipulation yet. I yeah. felt like he liked him a little he bit. You tried to take him to a high school party. Did you, did you really <laughs> not catch the manipulation? No, On no, Andrew's no, but, but you're no, yeah. Wait, but what? what would, how yeah, are you so, saying yeah. it? I caught the manipulation because he knew that this guy was married, and he's like, "We're going to go into this party because this is going to be us." And it's like he, I caught that he was already trying to out people that haven't been Ooh, completely outed yet because I, he's I, had I, this ambition behind him the whole no, time. No, I just thought it was because oh, that's smart. That I can I, see that. I can see that. I think yeah. you know what? It was more though for me at least. I think it was more about it's all about me. It's all about Andrew. I want to go to this party and I want to have fun and I like this guy. He's coming with me. He doesn't think uh, about consequences. Mm-hmm. It's all about Well, yeah, I didn't think about consequences. Right, all about for being sure. the life about uh, life of the party and it's all about him being the special person that he thinks he is. Mm. Yeah, but I, I do oh. I, I and I, I think that's why I think <laughs> he any other high school would be like, who is this weird older guy he's bringing to this house party? But I think Andrew saw it as, I'm bringing this guy I like in this mm-hmm. Mercedes. He's got money. I'm right. going to be wearing this red outfit. You know, tonight's going to be great. Which was hella extra. <laughs> it that reminded so me of that Eddie, that Eddie Murphy stand-up. Oh, he's raw, in that raw, or del- <laughs> raw or delirious. Oh, one my of them. God. I, I saw that. I was like, okay, that's perfect. Yeah. But what, what struck me was, like, he's telling this older guy, you don't need to buy me these colognes. This is not why I'm with you. Like, right. He doesn't take the money at the end. He doesn't take Whereas, the money. Whereas, you know, Andrew a few years later would been like, give me the money and I'm taking the car. Yes, but, <laughs> but this is also pre-father, you know, getting arrested, them yeah. losing everything. You know, he's living in a fantasy where he got a car at 11. He yeah. has a huge house. So Ridiculous. He doesn't I'm really begging. need the money. I'm still asking for a car. Did you I know. guys I think catch... It, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go, I, sorry. I was just thinking, it's just, it's about the presence. Yeah. And the perfume, perfume, you know, sh- it's it's class, it's elegance, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's more about the status of it all. But Did you guys catch when Kunanan's mom said that she always so she thinks that a younger man should always date an older woman because she can teach him how to be a man? I, did I, did I you catch that, the yeah. fact that he maybe goes after older men because he would be brought up to be as successful as they are? I, I didn't think... I, I couldn't uh, I, I credit that. that. Uh, with her, what I, what I got was... That she is this abused woman who always wants to support the guys and the men in her life. Because, <clears throat> um, you know, with the father, nothing she says is right. So she always got to say, be the yes woman. And I think she wanted to be the yes woman for Andrew as well. Because you saw that moment of like, oh crap. But then she immediately turns and says, okay, I think an older woman. W-. But you could t- for me, I didn't believe that she believed that. But she was saying it so it would make it okay. I kind of caught it as maybe... He took it as maybe I should surround myself with people who I want to be like and and be older than me because they know what they're doing and they've been through the Ring of the Fire. Maybe I kind of miss it a little bit and mm-hmm. be brought up, you know, maybe I think a little she, easier. I think he was dating the old guy. I think he was just like, should I say it's an old guy versus an old woman? Mm. And I think he just wanted to see how she would take it. And then mm-hmm. she just went to the default. It did feel like he had a little stubbornness behind him, though, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, may I mention another great Lizzie comment? Um He's talking about, well, it's great because, yeah, she's talking about how she's a fraud, so so to speak. And he's like, well, I'm, you know, not involved in this as well. One thing I thought was so interesting, he's listing, like, who he feels like he should be or who he should aspire to be. It was I don't know if I got all the names, but it was Herb Ritz, Keith Haring, uh, Basquiat, Robert Maplethorpe, um, all of these just fantastic, fabulous men who have done so much uh, in, in the, the world of culture or whatever. Uh, and then I was and then I watching it and I said, oh, my God, they're all dead. The, the only other name he said was. Versace. They did it did at the time? Uh, well, I don't think they were did at the time. 
Yeah, they were. Uh, 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 well, I yeah, Keith Haring. Yeah, I, Keith, I don't think her. Rich Keith Haring was eight. Maple Thor. Oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong. You know what? That I was just looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm right, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> but I think it's worth mentioning those men because they are all they fantastic. Are. Right, right. Yeah. And it's funny because in that scene that he's mentioning all these people, and I'm like, okay, Versace, Versace. <laughs> are you gonna say Versace? And, and he, of course he did. So I thought that was really really cool that a young uh, Andrew was obsessed with him back then. Yeah. Yes. And uh, let's get some uh, facts versus fiction. Ooh, yay! So, fact versus fiction. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Great, great episode. So, let's start off with uh, Versace's childhood. So, um... Oh, my... <laughs> interpretive dance? I love it, yes. Should, should uh, I get up and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our loving engineer <laughs> in the booth. Um, so... Uh, he, the timelines actually throughout the episodes are a little stretch. Do you mind putting it down just a little bit, please? <laughs> <laughs> I know. When the music kicked in, I was like, conversations with Maria. Um, the timelines are a little, little screwed. So the Gianni Versace, as a child, uh, he actually wanted to be a musician. Mm. You know, so it was really interesting, but his mom was always behind him and he was always sketching and it was kind of a passion of his. And she really, really nourished that and pushed that. Mm. The whole storyline with the uh, teacher actually did happen as well. Mm. So, again, like really must have stuck with him to the core. I thought that was really neat. Not neat, but kind of a cool fact that was still happening uh, that actually happened. Um, She actually the, the real quote is that the teacher told his mother he was some sort of sex maniac. Wow. So perf, sex maniac. Mm. I don't know what's good, but not, not, I mean, better. <laughs> well, not good. Really sad teacher. Yes. <laughs> so not not too great. Um, so in the episode, we see the young Versace and his mother design a dress together. Um, that unfortunately, we have no records if that's true or not. But you know what? I really like that story, so I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. I'll let you guys Let's say it. that that really happened. <laughs> yeah? It, yeah. Our perception is reality. <laughs> um, so he didn't work by her side, but according, <clears throat> but apparently he actually only really started after he graduated high school. In this episode, again, he's really, really young. Yeah. So a little bit older. Right. Uh, and same goes for Andrew Kanan. We see him get a car at the age of 11. That's only for the storyline. He got. He did get a very expensive sports car at the, at the age of 16. So mm-hmm. he was legally able to drive it. wasn't quite as egregious, but yeah. 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 But you know what? I really like that the, the uh, FX went with this and added the 11-year-old. It, it kind of, you know, gave that extra edge. It was really, I thought that was a really, really cool scene. It kind of really showed how the husband wasn't, wasn't the father's not really all there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and yeah, his brother and his sister, in the episode, you see uh, his brother saying, oh, Prince... Andrew, and there's kind of some resentment there. Um, but in interviews, at least, that the real br- uh, brother has made, he hasn't expressed any kind of anger. Yeah. So it's not really clear whether he was really jealous or not, but it is clear that it wasn't a great situation when you have a young kid who was, r- for real, living in the master bedroom when yeah. they were sharing bedrooms. That's that's That really yeah. happened. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? That was a big room, too, guys, yeah. right? Oh, <laughs> so crazy. Um, the boyfriend that we see again, no real facts whether a fact whether or not he dated an older man at the time, but someone who went to Andrew's high school said <laughs> that one day he complimented him on an outfit and he responded saying, "Oh, thank you, my my boyfriend got this for me." Mm. So it's kind of alluded. We don't have a real real uh, proof of it or not. Um, and we kind of talked about this, and you guys thought that I was having a stretch. I'm sorry, give me a second to <laughs> uh-huh. find my notes. Lots of facts and fiction. No, these are, these, are, these are really good notes. Yeah. Um, 
We're like so fact, so fiction, and sometimes so confused. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of things that like dance the line, you know. Right, right, I think right. even the quote, the quote in his high school. I think the way they arced it on the uh, yeah on the movie, they darked the last word as being destruction. I don't think mm. it was destruction. It was more about like the waves we ride out or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it means the flood. After, after me, the Ap- flood. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think of the thing it said destruction. Right. Um. So, the school picture. Right, yeah, where he great takes, school the, picture, takes yeah. the shirt off. That had um, to be real, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh. um, it wasn't <laughs> an official school picture, how they're waiting in line and it's for the official one. However, yeah. that is actually a real picture. It was oh. one that he was taking on like school property and it was and it was part in the of yearbook, yeah. and it was in the yearbook. That quote that he gave, um, which is Merci, yes. Après moi le déluge, which means after me the flood. Yeah. In the show, they said after me the destruction, yeah. which I thought was really neat because even I'm French and like seeing him say that, I'm like, that's not the exact. It's, it's not the exact. It's, it's, the meaning was not. But it's the exact. exact translation. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool that it showed that, you know what, Andrew's obsessed with all of this, but he, does he really know what he's saying? Yeah. You know, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, so this is actually a real quote after. Um, King Louis the Fifteenth mm. of France, <laughs> and in that, sa- in that same photo too, that was the actual uh, senior superlative where he was but most it, likely yeah. to be known. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he had won something. Um, the father <laughs> and the fraud. So there's different reports. Some reports saying that he pocketed over a hundred thousand dollars in fraudulent business deals, and then other um, in multiple reports um, kind of deny the the number isn't. There's no no one came to a conclusion with the actual number. It's a big it's a big sum. Yeah. Um, in the show, he plays the actor is a bit younger than the father was at the time. So the whole scene of him chasing and jumping out the window seems a little unlikely, just because <laughs> he was of a certain age. Mm. However, he did move back to the Philippines, yeah. and Andrew reportedly stayed with him for a whole month. So yeah. in the episode, it kind of seemed like he only stayed there for a short time. Yeah. Only I mean, a month. It looked like he went there and well, he was like, "Excuse me," and then but well, bye and gone. Or and yeah, he might have been waiting for the the hidden millions uh, right. under the chicharron. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, um, which because we kind phallic. of <laughs> we all kind of feel like we're in a different page. But I thought it was interesting that I saw it so in this article I'm reading. Um, it, they're saying that this episode makes a big um, unconfirmed insinuation that Kunan's f- father sexually abused him. Mm. So I'm not crazy, people. I it's a, it was yeah. it was oh, meant to crazy. kind of be yeah. in there. Wow. Um, you know, he says uh, not a sound, and then turns the light off, which kind of alludes to implying molestation. What? See, I wasn't the I only one who saw that. that. It was something. <laughs> it was something. So believe it or not, there's rumors that Kanan may have actually been uh, sexually abused, although these rumors are not confirmed. They the rumors are stated that he was sexually abused by a priest and not his father. Okay. So yeah. something there, something maybe not there. We don't really know yet. But that was fact versus fiction. Mm. Very nice. Mm. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to uh, that that scene when they are with the father in Manila. Uh, did anyone see that juxtaposition with the teacher around the pigskins? Um, I thought that was so interesting because he goes from wanting to give them a king's feast, mm. you know, right. to to the pigskins. Right, and he's kind of a pig himself, yeah. right? <laughs> like this is really shitty. I thought they were so good at juxtaposing this episode. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bomer, I think, really wanted to highlight certain things, and, and it really showed. Like his smile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't make a cameo, unfortunately. Uh, in, my, in my in my movie, in he did. your movie, he did. Right, we needed to have him hook up with Ricky uh, Martin. That's what we. No, he's married. Show. He's married to the publicist, and they have beautiful children. I, I, Matt Bomer is a what I like about Matt Bomber is not just his good looks, not to go off topic, but it, yeah. he's a, he's d- does very well for himself and great father and married and faithful. Yeah. Right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was being I don't want to go off topic, but we don't have time. I was <laughs> the comments in the, in the chat room. Yeah. Thank you, M. Lucas. Thank you, Jimmy Pink, for joining us. We appreciate it. 
Um, and then we also have some maybe news and updates <clears throat> from the show as well. Some news and updates. One update. An update is, did you guys know Penelope Cruz is 43, she's going to be turning 44, and Amazing. she rocked that leather outfit by Versace, or replica outfit by Versace. Mm, Isn't that bondage, crazy? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what are, what are these actresses eating nowadays? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's aging beautifully. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Mariah's kind of struggling. They're eating. <laughs> they're, 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 Mar- have you seen her lately? Her. Have you seen her lately? Nope. That's great. Because yeah. she should be hiding in the shadows. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Oh, um, my God. That shame um, earlier. Ricky Martin's single, just Fibre, just charted at number one on mm-hmm, the 10th mm-hmm. of this month. Wow. What are they called? Fibre. Ah, smart. Ooh. Just release so, a single now. You know yeah. what? These celebrities are doing it in their late 30s and yeah. early 40s. Like, they're just still killing the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think social media has a lot to do with it. I think it keep, it's keeping their voices alive with their fan bases. Do you think yeah. it's keeping them relevant or just, yeah, or is, just yeah. keeping them more in the spotlight? Both. Can I say that I think it's also timing as well. I think one of the problems I see with a lot of entertainers, this is just my judgment only, is overdoing it. Because social media tells you you always have to be on, they do that and they don't realize they're running our energy out. Ricky will go away. And then when Ricky's back, he's like, boom, 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 the the song you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And of course, he's also, his all-in Vegas show is returning. Actually, Mm -hmm. tomorrow's the first show that's going to go all the way till June Third with uh, fifteen show, sorry, twelve shows, and that's at the Monte Carlo Ticketmaster.com. Ricky Martin, if you want to go to that too, so it's like it's a boom, all of it together. I've heard his show is really good because I know this couple in Palm Springs, and they went to go see him. They said it was amazing. I thought you were gonna say because the dancers are really hot, and they are really hot. No, but he, I was gonna say he does have dancers. He's been doing this since he's a child. He better be good. Extravagant (laughs) show, almost like a a circus LA type show in between uh, an intermission period. Fun fact. When Ricky Martin was coming up the first time around, I had a cousin that was the dancer on the tour. Oh, really? Yeah, we're not like super close, but he is, he is a last name of mine. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and more news, Versace, the brand itself, vowed to stop using fur. Um, <laughs> this after uh, fashion houses like Gucci and Furless also has stopped using fur in their fashions. And Donatella was quoted saying, I don't want to kill animals to make fashion. It doesn't feel right. Oh, yeah. So well, I think that's a positive. And when was this? This was uh, a few days ago, actually. Oh, it was wow. actually oh. fairly recent. I'm, I'm mad about it, but cool. Just what a do you few mean days. Mad about it. A few days ago. Oh, that is really I, yeah, I was like, wait, how long ago did this happen? You know, for the fact that Gianni was such a um, was such a. Um, he wanted to make moves and be the leader in things, and for them to actually make this as almost like the third fashion house to do so is um, kind of shocking, but, you know, at least they're doing it. Yeah. And final uh, final news is that American Crime Story Season 3 is going to not focus on a celebrity crime. It's actually going to focus on Dr. Anna Powell, who uh, was accused with three other nurses for euthanasia when the Katrina hurricane hit and the flooding, and they wow. were... Uh, and the flooding happened and the hospital was quote unquote not going to have enough resources to keep these patients healthy so they made a decision based off their own selves to go ahead and euthanize certain patients and if you guys want to find out more about that I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit tidbit after and I'll tell you guys where to find me on my Instagram story nice guy very very cool but I'm excited for that mainly because it sounds like a boring story but there must be something really interesting to the story I think it's going to pull on our heartstrings for sure yeah Yeah. but it's got to keep us captivated for um, several can I give you two two, uh, like minded uh, notes also to go with that because this is a great show on LGBTQ stuff just real quickly uh, Thursday's 9.30 on NBC news show after 
Dr. Will and Grace. It's called Champions. It's the story of a 15-year-old boy. He is uh, half white, half Indian. He is openly gay. The, the gay aspect is not the story. He uh, lives with his father for the first time, and he's perfor- living out his performance dreams. It's funny, wow. and it's created by Mindy Kaling. And, of course, uh, we should try to show up for big numbers for Love, Simon uh, hitting theaters. Of course, March 16th. Of course, we've seen all that promo. Um, that was actually directed by Greg Berlanti, which I think is really cool because he's done everything. But Greg Berlanti also did a cult classic, which I thought a lot of people saw. I guess you missed it, and you got to see it. Um, and it was out in 2000, Broken Hearts Club 2000. It's like Sex in the City, gay version, kind of. And it's really cool, though. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, Very I thought cool. that was important uh, for the content we're looking at. Very cool. And we are going to take it to predictions right now. 30-second so, yes, predictions. let's do it quickly. <laughs> we're running out of time, guys. Uh, I predict that la- next week is going to be our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm predicting that we're going to see Kunan actually abuse his mom and maybe lash out on his brothers oh. and sisters. More. More. I'm predicting we're going to see more great music and some type of fashion (laughs) and Andrew getting mad. Yeah, I I mean, I'm predicting we're going to see a huge Versace show. I'm I'm predicting some, like, notables, like a Naomi. and Mm. I I mean, people that are playing them. Um, So, yeah, I I do think we're going to get our big Versace time now. Um, I think they didn't want to shoot it all in one episode because there wouldn't be too much places to go if we got it all up front. Right. So it's, it's got to be now. It's got to be here. Ryan Murphy, come on. You think uh, so? We're going to get what we've been all been waiting for? Yeah. Which I mean, is Versace, 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 Versace. 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 Uh, got to be. I, I think especially the, if you do that. I think the tension was if you do too much of it, maybe by episode three, we're already kind of like hung over from it. And okay. tons of people were talking online how they like to watch it in bulk. So Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he, with that being said, huge shout out to all our AfterBuzz fans. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for Aww. watching us. All season. Like, yeah. All season. Yes. Like, uh, comment, subscribe. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, come back. You know, the live chat is so cool and we love you guys but it does go away so after you see it watch it on demand it's good to see us twice exactly. leave a comment there <laughs> and we yes. do read the comments when we they do, do comment the we comments. do read the comments and, right. positive um, or negative we still read them and After Buzz has so many channels and so many different shows he we cover so much so please go and check yes. out other panels and check out other people right. on the Sweat ne- Network yeah, are, you, are you guys on anything actually if you guys are anything right now let's uh, leave with that as we do our outro got it so uh, my name is Shaka Smith as you guys know uh, you can fi- find me on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat Shaka strong and here on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock on Fit Club. Uh, randomly RJ on social media, Mozart in the Jungle on Amazon, best show ever. It's so inspirational. I'm Russell Ray. You can find me at Russell Ray Silva across the whole entire internet and... <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I'm uh, Juliet. You can find me at Bonjour Juliet on Instagram. I'm covering the show Good Girls and it's such a great, great panel. The best kind of bad. Nice. Ooh. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! If you're in or those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 